BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Imagine how this feels, y'all. Like, you, you knock down one of your childhood goals. You go to your favorite record label. You know what I'm saying? You meet some amazing people. Mm-hmm. You literally, literally crowd surfing, taking pictures, autographs, all that. And then you get on a plane the next day, get off the plane, have your people pick you up and take you straight to jump in the Amazon van. And the people at work knew who I was. Like, they knew me as DKG. So it was like, bro, what? So I'm sitting there and I'm literally, like, talking to God, like, this can't be what I'm supposed to do. I'm too busy with the music to even do this. The next day I get a call and my boss is like, yeah, man, you uh, your schedule too hectic. Like, we gotta let you go. <laughs> you so, like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the, at the time, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest with y'all though, this is how funny God is. Like, at the time, I was about to cry. Then all of a sudden, two days after I got fired, I checked my distro kit, which is how I get paid for my streams. Mm-hmm. Yep. My check blew my mind. Like, wow. When How I much see was it? it? Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, that's on camera, on camera. Nah. <laughs> hey, y'all see we didn't came up. Nah, that's a little. You, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, I like that. That When I seen that check and then I did the math on like, oh, this is what I'm about to be getting every month. I'm good. Like yeah. I didn't need a job regardless. Yeah. So that was definitely the biggest risk that I t- took was just because that day when I got fired, I was like, you know, I'm gonna start looking for net, other jobs right now, da da da. But something told me just chill. Like, yeah. like I got you. And it's tough with it, being an artist because one one month your streams can just deplete one time, and your check that month going reflected. Yeah. So being a full time artist is itself is just it's it's taking a bet on you betting on yourself every day. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy DKG Kai, and you are listening to the number one podcast for young adults. Shout out to Growing Pains, man. Listen. I'm a Christian artist. I got a bunch of new stuff coming up. Shout out to Lecrae. The song Back Home is out now. So y'all make sure y'all go stream that. Go run that up. All love to uh, Lecrae and everybody at Reach Records. And I also have a project coming out. I can't give y'all the name quite yet, but I've been throwing hints. So y'all make sure y'all follow me. The, the project going to be crazy. I'm going to be honest. Something that ain't nobody heard before. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. I'm your girl, Yanni. I'm Travion. Hey, y'all. I'm Jada. <laughs> That's the delay for me. No, for real. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, y'all. I'm Jada. Yeah. Hey. And we here with DKG Kai. Let's get yes, it. Yes, yes sir. Three, yeah. one, three. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> How your day going so far? Man, it's good. It's good. For sure. A little sleepy. Like, we've been, we've been working since we've been down here. We've been down here two days. So, anytime we come to Atlanta, it's it's not a vacation, man. It's mm-hmm. straight work. So, yeah. sleepy. But I'm I'm excited, though. God, God moving. So At least it's a good tired. Yeah. You, like, you're in a good position, for real. Some artists, um, some artists go their whole career mm-hmm. and probably don't even get the type of love and support that you do. So that's a blessing for right. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, most definitely. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Like, me and my manager just been kind of sitting back this whole time we've been here just really just thanking God because the, the the amount of time, we only been doing this for like, <clears throat> well, I only been doing it for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then me and my, my manager started working together maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that, so yeah. like all the yeah. stuff that's happening, it's like, it's no way this would have happened without God. Mm-hmm. How did that oh, yeah. relationship come about? 
man. Uh, we we were actually about to do shout out to the arc, man. We we were about to do uh the arc, uh mm-hmm. the first arc ever. Like so, we were a part of the actual planning, yeah. you know. So um JD, the the creator of the arc, he had got on the phone with me and was like, man, like you know, I know. Uh, this girl named Brina, you know, she runs God is a Vibe, the mm-hmm. um, the blog on Instagram. Yeah. And I knew who she was. We had had a co- couple conversations, but never really in depth. He was like, man, I think you guys should work together. Like, you know, yeah. I think y'all be like a, a good match. I don't really, I'll be kind of staying away from from people. She be staying away yeah. from people. So it was like, <laughs> it was a little, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and yeah, I just remember being on the game with that. I was literally playing like Xbox Live, but on the phone with her. And I'm hearing her say like, oh yeah, like we could work, we could do this. And then something like caught my ear. I'm like, maybe all right, maybe we can do this, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. And yeah, that's like, that's beyond business. That's like my sister for, so mm-hmm, it's like, yeah. What was the one thing that caught your ear when, you know, when y'all were on the phone having that conversation? I just like the way she handled business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that's, that's big for me. Like I, I'm very, I'm very, <laughs> <She's standing laughs> on business. you know what I'm saying? You feel me? Like, like I'm a real, like I said, I'm a laid back person, but at the same time, like she'd say, my hand is in everything. Mm-hmm. Like I direct my own videos. I do literally edit my own stuff. I do everything. Right. So for somebody else to have that mindset to kind of take some of that off of me mm-hmm. to like want to do enthusiastic about crunching numbers about yeah. you know doing administration and beyond that too just make sure i'm good as yeah. a whole like yeah. she even know if i'm dealing with anxiety or, or don't want to be bothered she she could feel it like over the phone so mm-hmm. she just be like all right don't answer your dms i'm gonna move this dm over here <laughs> don't even look at this i'm gonna handle this so yeah it's just like i said it's, it's love man for that's real. good yeah. um something that well i'm gonna say this and then you can pull the card but something that I feel like is super important, I think we just talked about this in the episode, but I'm not sure, is in your friendships, uh, business relationships, romantic relationships, I always feel like you should be equally yoked with mm-hmm. those people. And so when y'all aren't equally yoked, then y'all aren't able to move at the same pace. Y'all aren't able to to grow uh, in the best way. And so it's good that you're able to find somebody to be on your team that you feel like equally yoked with. Having somebody who knows like, oh, when you're off, when there's something yeah. going wrong, when they need to pray for you or whatever yeah. the case may be, that's the best thing to have opposed to having somebody that's on your team that really don't care about you yeah. or really they just see you as dollar signs, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's Some really artists, good. they be like, no, we got to go to this show, this show. Yeah. But I'm sure she probably is like, oh, I see he's tired. Let's yeah. 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 that back real quick. That's, that's so crazy. We literally like almost, <laughs> we dang near was almost arguing like at Friday, was that Friday night? Yeah, like Friday night we was at the Airbnb and she like, it was like an intervention. It's like mm-hmm. two, three in the morning. I'm a worker, man. Like yeah. I I feel like a bum if I'm not doing something yeah. every oh, day. That's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I gotta do something. Yeah, right. like I'm, in, I'm talking about, I'm talking about literally she'd tell you like, I'm in the studio probably out of a seven day week, probably four or five days out the week. And for probably like seven hours a day. Just and recording. Just recording. Like I, I got probably five, 600 unreleased songs. And then beyond that. Really? Yeah, and I'm beyond that. I'm doing my own content. Like I'm doing all type of stuff. So she was literally telling me on Friday night, like, you have to take a break. Like, yeah. like just go like go to Nebraska and just do nothing. Like <laughs> yeah. just take a break. So yeah, she she been on me about it. Like, don't overwork yourself. Just like we're in a good position. Like yeah. sit back and kind of enjoy these 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 victories for a minute. Yeah. You know, sure. That's that's actually good because I feel like I'm in the same place. Um Sometimes you get so caught up in the work, it's like you can't enjoy where you're at now. Yep. And then next thing you know, you don't worked so hard your whole life. You never enjoyed the spots that, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that you could have enjoyed. Not even no, realizing sure. you're in what you already prayed for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. see, I feel like for me, when I was in my phase of like working, 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 I still work a lot now, but now I feel like there's more purpose behind the work I do. Mm-hmm. Before, I feel like I really spent most of my time only doing busy work or work that wasn't really pushing me forward. So it's like, girl, what did you tired for? Yeah. Because you're not yeah. even really doing yeah. anything yeah. that's helping you, yeah. you know? Sure. But now I feel like I, the work I do actually is pushing me forward. Yeah, yes. Sure. Well, we gonna, so we have some cards, okay. and on the back well, there's a question. Okay, and cards. then um, you can just answer it. All right, but. Pick a card, any card. <laughs> All right. So you could read it out loud. Oh, okay, but yeah, you know I gotta read this myself first. Hold on. <laughs> Man, what's the biggest risk you've took uh, you've took as an entrepreneur? That's a really good question. Um, man, I would I would just say becoming a full time artist, mm-hmm. like because at, at the time that's why I say every time I come to Atlanta, something major happened. Mm-hmm. So the first time we came to do the arc, 
um, I got invited to go to Reach. And we were just working, getting some stuff done. It was a good experience. Um, and that's the crazy part is, too, I don't know when it's going to be out, but I'm sure the song will be out by then. Yeah. The song that Lecrae is on with me mm-hmm. is the song that I made that day, like three mm-hmm. months before he even got on it. So we had no clue about it. So yeah. everything was going good. Like, I had just got done crowd surfing. I'm signing autographs. <laughs> I'm doing all this. Like I feel like the man left Reach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a, a moment that sobered me up. I sat in the studio. Before I left, the day before I left uh, with Breeze and uh, iProject, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at my flight, and then I get a text from my job. I was working at Amazon at the time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I got to go back to work? Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, Where were you working yeah. at? Amazon. Okay. I was a driver. I was a driver, so that's why I hate driving to this day. But anyway, we get to <laughs> So You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I was, I was working for Amazon, so I, I was a driver at the time, so... When I, um, I literally, imagine how this feel, y'all. Like, you, you knock down one of your childhood goals, you go to your favorite record label, you know what I'm saying? You meet some amazing people, mm-hmm. you literally, literally crowd surfing, mm-hmm. taking pictures, autographs, all that. And then you get on the plane the next day, get off the plane, have your people pick you up and take you straight to jump in the Amazon van. Mm-hmm. Nah. And the people at work knew who I was. Like, they knew me as DKG. Like, mm-hmm. as I, when I got the job, they like, oh, bro, I listen to you. So it was like, bro, what? So I'm sitting there and I'm literally like talking to God, like this can't be what I'm supposed to do. I'm yeah, too busy with the music yeah. to even do this. The next day I get a call and my boss is like, yeah, man, you uh, your schedule too hectic. Like, we got to let you go. <laughs> you so, like, this really? a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, at the time, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest with y'all, though. This is how funny God is. Like, at the time, I was about to cry because I'm big on like, I have faith, but at the same time, I need to see this where this money going. I need to yeah. make sure it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that was my consistent check. I'm not getting paid like that for music yeah. yet. Like, yeah. so that was just gone. Then all of a sudden, two days after I got fired, I checked my distro kid, which is how I get paid for my streams. Mm-hmm. Yep. My check blew my mind. Like, wow. when how I see it. How much was it? Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, that's on camera, on camera. Nah, <laughs> hey, y'all see we didn't came up. Nah, that's a little. You, didn't, but, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, I like that. That when I seen that check and then I did the math on like, oh, this is what I'm about to be getting every month. Oh, I'm good. Like yeah. I didn't need a job regardless. Yeah. So that was definitely the biggest risk that I t- took was just because that day when I got fired. I was like, you know, I'm gonna start looking for net other jobs right now, da da da. But something told me just chill, like, yeah. like I got you. And it's tough with being an artist because one one month your streams can just deplete one time, mm-hmm. and your check that month going reflected. Yeah. So being a full time artist as itself is just it's it's taking a bet on you betting on yourself every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Oh, well, I was going to say, I do want to give you your props because you said that when you went to Amazon, there were people who already knew you, mm-hmm. like for your music. Some people would feel like so big headed that they'll say, oh, well, I already got a following or yeah. people know right. me for my music. I don't want to go get a job. Like uh, what I look like going to get a job. So it's like <laughs> yeah. I still give you your props for saying, OK, even though I still am like I'm building my music career. Yeah. Let me so, still go get a job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let me make sure the business sure. is taken care of. Yeah. Like for real, for real. You never want to get to that point as an artist where you're just out here just exactly trying to struggling while trying to make music because exactly. now that's going to put you in a creative rut yeah. that's and so you're is. trying to figure out how am i going to pay my bills and mm-hmm. how am i going to produce yep. this music and so you said um you know something about your childhood how mm-hmm. this was you know this was always your childhood dream that's the crazy part that's why i say everything about my my journey has been crazy mm-hmm. like I never really wanted to do music. Mm-hmm. Like, I never had a musical bone in my body. I always knew good music. <laughs> like, but for real, I couldn't, yeah. like, I couldn't sing. I couldn't rap. I couldn't freestyle. Like, I was the homie out of all my homeboys that a beat come on, they freestyling on the bus. I'm just in the back chilling. Like, I'm the Not one on, I'm the one, you know what I'm saying? I'm the one on Snapchat, like, hey, like, going stupid. Because I, I, like I said, I had no musical talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, like, I was so drawn to, the life of a musician and, and just what it took. I was always creative. Like right. I, I started doing editing videos and pictures and all that at like 12, 13, not even knowing it was going to help me in this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one day, and I'm sure we're going to get to that portion, but yeah, one day I just went to the studio and just kind of playing around with it. Yeah. And it caught on in Detroit. They like, yo, we ain't never heard or seen nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Like you got to keep going. And yeah. boom, a year and a half later, we're here. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Listen, I know you're enjoying the episode. But I just wanted to tell you about our Growing Pains channel, all right? Go like, comment, and subscribe, man. If you haven't already, man, just click the link in the bio and check out this full interview with DKG Kai. 
where Jada, Yanni, and Trey did was ask him questions about what inspired him to do each album cover, and then they painted their favorite picture, all right? So if you want to see this exclusive, listen, if you want to see or hear this exclusive interview, it's going to be on our Growing Pains channel, all right? The link is below. With that being said, man, let's get back to the episode. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Let's get it. Okay, so you talked about the this music, right? Mm -hmm. How did Deeper Than Rap come about? You know, that was your first song. It was around September. How did you Dang. get into that? <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute, bro. You have to take off the Whoa. Clip. Hold on. I feel like a Nard, this is a Nardwar interview now. Hold on. Wait, run that run that question back one more time. Say All right, time. so you dropped your first song, Deeper mm -hmm. Than Rap. One of the first, yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. first. Was that your first song ever? It was in September. No, yeah, so honestly, like, I had dropped a couple songs before that, but I didn't take none of it serious. I just okay. kind of did it. But the first, you absolutely right. The f Wow, that's <laughs> Because I dropped that as a single before the album. Okay, yeah. So I met Zanti, and that was like, he is what kind of, he helped me start actually be an artist. Mm -hmm. So Deeper Than Rap, you could count that as my first song. It dropped in September right after my mom's birthday, right before mine. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, album dropped all Yeah, that. that's crazy. Man, that's love, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know his stuff. But yeah, so I'm sorry. One more time. Repeat the end of that question, though. How did that, so I was how did that my come mind. about? Like, were you, yeah. did you just book a studio session? Were yeah. you in somebody else's studio no, session? I'm going to keep it a book, man. I was at my cousin's house. Mm -hmm. um, and we were just just playing around again. Like, yeah. it was just like, all right, bro, like, cool. And I heard the beat. I'm like, man, this is different. Like, it don't really sound like Detroit, but I can still be gritty. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like, I just I just went. We mixed both sounds together. And that's still to this day. I'm going to be honest. That's why I'm surprised you brought it up. Like, a lot of people never heard that song, but it's one of my <laughs> hardest songs yeah. bar for that bar. That was You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I listen so, to that song. Oh, that's your Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy for real. So that's, that blows my mind that you know that. But, yeah, I just remember a, a real crazy moment of my mom. Dad rented a yacht for her birthday that year, mm -hmm. uh, and we were on the yacht, and that's my dad's favorite song that I ever made. So he just <laughs> playing that on the speakers back to back to back, and I had a moment of, like, what if this worked? Yeah. You know, like, what if – yeah what if this could be something you know what i'm saying like we could i could do this for my family i could be able to just say hey let's just go on vacation let's just you know yeah. do whatever and the fact that my parents were so involved in that my dad liked it my dad is a crazy critic like <laughs> even with basketball like for real like yeah. my dad is my biggest critic so for him to like have it on repeat and to love it that was a moment for me that was like okay yeah we doing the right thing for yeah. sure that's, that's man that's, i can't wait for the rest <laughs> of the interview now i'm really hold on <laughs> for sure so um i was gonna well i have another question mm -hmm. so you say your dad was your biggest critic were you like kind of scared to show him your music or? almost definitely yeah because yeah. my pops told me at a young age i sorry i gotta air you out like this but i'm gonna tell you <laughs> i'm gonna tell y'all um my pops told me because like i like i said i grew up in church so i was always in the christmas plays always in all the church plays mm -hmm. um so, you know, they had us singing as kids. And it's like, bro, like, when you a kid, it's like, bro, if you can't sing, it's like, so what? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a kid. Like, and like I said, I had no musical ability. So they had me do, like, the lead single in something, whatever we did that day. Mm -hmm. And I got home. And my pops looked me dead in my face at the age of, like, eight or nine. And he was like, stick to basketball. Oh, and I'm like, crazy. dang. And my mom was like, no, why would you say that? Like, you're not about to kill his spirit. And from that day forward, I was literally you like, you know what? You did good. I did. Yeah. Like, my head, you like feel that? me? In my head, I'm like, I'm in the mirror, like, you know, getting my little. But no, he told me that. And I'm like, dang, all right. So when I first started doing music, and my dad hates, like, new age rap. Like, he hated it. Like, he, he likes mm -hmm. rap music, but he don't like new age rap. So especially not Detroit rap, I'm gonna be honest. So when I first showed him my stuff, and I'm sitting there and he like, no, you got something. Like, mm, like let's like, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, we about to get signed. We, we made it off the hook. Right That's what <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So yeah, when, when he said that though, that was kind of like my, my signal to like, all right, I know he ain't gonna tell me nothing wrong. So mm -hmm. even to this day, before I submit one of my albums, he gets the last listen. Like, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like he he the one that he got to give the you that honest feedback. Yeah. yeah, and he knows his music. Like he put me on the music, like real music as a kid. So I know he know what he's talking about. So he get the final say to say, nah, this ain't it. Nah, this album sounds the same. Take that out, switch around. So that's, that's my guy. Great. That's my that's my dog for real. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he got that yeah, for sure. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let you go. <laughs> no, you can go. I, I had go. a couple questions, but okay, yeah. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> so are we still learning our flow? <laughs> no, y'all good. Um, but how does your mom feel? Like, so the type of how what type of music does your mom listen to? Does she listen to rap or? Yeah, my mom is like, uh, what can I say? She like like old school R and B, like stuff like that. Like my dad is more so more versatile when it comes to music. But my mom, she if she like one song, she will overplay that song for saying, two years. Me. You feel that's me? Indeed. So yeah, she she be on like old school R and B. Obviously, a lot of gospel mm-hmm. uh, worship. So she's not really big on rap. She like beats. You know what I'm saying? So I could like play like for instance, you know what I'm saying? Like the song uh All My Life, J. Cole and Dirt. Yeah. Like she liked that song, not even because of like Dirt the and J. Cole and them verse. She just liked yeah. the melody behind yeah. it. I have the exact same yeah. you know what I'm saying? I would listen to a beat and yeah. not even know what the words say, which exactly. is probably not good. But you know what I'm saying? I can but, just hear it. but yeah, she loved that. So it was even getting her on board was like a little challenging because my mom is very much a person that's like she want to see that you're going to be consistent before she even get on board yeah. with anything. So right. I was, because I, I used to get mad. I'm like, dang, she don't ever post my stuff. She don't ever, da da da. But I, I was upset, but I had to realize, like, no, nah, she want to see, she want me to prove myself before, you know what I'm saying? She before get, because when she get involved, she's involved. Am I lying? Like, you feel me? <laughs> so, so yeah, she love it, though. Like, that's, that's, she, besides my dad, she probably my biggest fan, man. Like, that's she, dope. she loves it, loves that's it. That's dope. Yeah. So, what do you feel like has been some, uh, I guess like your hardest moments or like your big biggest obstacle since uh, leaving your job. That's earlier this year, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. since then, what have been some of the obstacles that you feel like you face? Myself. Mm. Like I can't even say anything really anybody or anything else. Like we get flack just because what we're doing is different, but I'm so used to that. Now I see a negative comment and laugh. Like it's just, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that I'm cool off that, but it's been myself. Like, because something good will happen. And then it, I feel like it's a tactic of the enemy where he'll come in and he'll try to have you think about every other negative thing that's going mm-hmm. on. Or what he likes, to, what he tried to do with me in the past was I'm a, I'm a thinker. So I don't care. Like we could have, like she'll tell you, we, we got the Lecrae, we got the call that Cray was doing a song and all that. Yeah. Most artists, I don't care if you in my position or even higher, I don't care who, a secular artist would have been going dumb to yeah. get a Lecrae feature. Like that's the top tier, right. you know, whatever. And it was amazing. But like right after that, I was depressed for like three weeks straight Dang. to the point where I'm not talking to nobody. Cause yeah. I'm like, man, what if this don't work? Or what if, what if this, what if the song come out and they don't like it? Mm-hmm. Or what am I supposed to do after this? How do you follow a Lecrae feature? Like yeah. all of this where the enemy is like snatching my joy, where I'm just supposed to have faith and just say, well, God, you got me this far. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got me the Lecrae feature. I didn't think that was going to happen, especially mm-hmm. not this early. So that's been my biggest thing is just letting, like it's not a cliche, but just letting go and letting God. For so real. what do you sure. think the triggers are that causes that like spiral effect? Uh, I'm I'm a person that's always been like geared on success. Like I gotta make it. Yeah. Like whatever I'm doing. Like when it comes to basketball, I'm competitive too. So I compete with myself. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what was I at last year? All right, bet let's beat that. Okay. Yeah. What did this like the last album we just had charted on like charted number three on iTunes? All right, bet. Well, this next album we gotta get number one. Like it's just yeah. it ain't even about that. But it's just like for me, I gotta compete with myself. Mm-hmm. So. Th- Anytime something good happens, I hate to say it, it's like that triggers that. But I sober myself back up. I just have to continue to, like I've been doing, is just staying in prayer and taking those every small or big victory and really embracing that and sitting in it for a minute. I see. I feel like it's a good side and a bad side to that because Mm -hmm. on one hand, just how you said, it's almost like you're always striving for more or striving for better. There's some people out here that don't strive for nothing and they lazy and they just sit at home all day. But, um, so it's like, it's good that you do have that work ethic, Mm -hmm. but also that work ethic can sometimes hurt you. Like you said, it can put you into, into a place of depression. I know I've had those moments where I felt like, dang, I'm not doing enough or Mm -hmm. dang, I just accomplished this, but I need to be doing way more. And so it's like, you got to be able to find that balance. But also, like you said, rest in the fact that God got me, you know, like I didn't get this far by myself. So it's just like trusting the fact that I'm going to be good. For sure. It's it's about strengthening that faith. And one thing I've learned is that faith isn't logical. Mm -hmm. It's something that you're believing in and you know, you just got to believe that it's going to work out. And so how have you strengthened your faith over time? Just, like staying in prayer, but also too knowing like the right people to have around you because mm-hmm. like it's a story in the Bible where the man was paralyzed and him and his people heard that Jesus was in town. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get there himself. So he had to have people around him that was selfless enough to notice what he needed. Mm-hmm. And they stood in the gap. They carried this man all the way to the house that Jesus was at. But this is what really amazed me about the story. They couldn't get in the regular way through the door because it was packed. They took him on top of the roof 
Back then, we didn't have no escalator. They want no escalator, none of that. They, they, and you know, dead weight is even heavier than what you really are. Yeah. So they carrying dead weight because he couldn't carry himself. His friends carried him, mm-hmm. you know, for him, and then, and then on top of that, lowered him down mm-hmm. to the place where Jesus was. So they, they did the work when he couldn't. So it's like having people around you that can identify. Hey, I, I noticed you ain't really been praying that much. I noticed you you've been seeming a little depressed. Like, what's going on? Talk to me. Like, let's yeah. just pray, or not even praying together. Just, hey, bro. Like, I some I got people like my homeboys. They call me, just tell me like, hey, bro. Like, get on your game, gang. Like, yeah. what what you got going on? Yeah. And sometimes you need that. So yeah. that's been the biggest thing is just staying in God's presence and also watching who you have around you. So, well, did you have a question? Okay. So earlier, I think before the camera started, you were talking about how. Before you like rededicated yourself to God, mm-hmm. you know you was into yeah. a whole other lifestyle. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, or did you try and keep some of those people, some of those friends from that lifestyle with you when you, once you rededicated your life and started to basically turn a new leaf? Yeah, yeah. It was like I'm gonna be honest. Like I didn't. A lot of people have asked me that too. Like, did they just drop off? Did you cut them off? I didn't. Like, when you moving with God, you don't really have to cut people off. That is natural. You know what so I'm saying? True. Like, we had a situation. I ain't gonna get too deep into it because I don't know who's gonna watch this. But we had a situation one time where we were in a. How can I say this? We were in an environment that mm-hmm. worship was going on, mm-hmm. and then it was a couple people that literally just left. We didn't tell them to bounce. We didn't tell them to exit. We didn't make them feel weird. Like, I don't know what the hell going on. Yeah. I thought we was on the same page. But they, like, you could tell was, like, something that kind of irritated their spirit. And they, yeah. they or the, the spirit that was on us irritated the demon that was yeah. on them. And they left. So it's the same thing. Like, when I left out of the lifestyle that I was in, they just kind of noticed what I was on, and they respected it from a distance. That that's And I can respect that. Because yeah. you're not trying to get me to come back over there. I'm still trying to pull you where I am. Maybe you ain't ready yet. Yeah. But I like the fact that you can respect it from a distance. Sure. And what was that lifestyle? You know, as the the Christian drill music, all yeah. of that stuff that you've been making, <laughs> yeah. how has, you know, how did you use that mm-hmm. for your music? Yeah. What, what, what what lifestyle did you live, basically? It was higher. So it was some of everything. It was like, I feel like God allowed me to jump off in the street and get a taste of it. Mm-hmm. And then come back. Like he got me right before everything was about to go real yeah. bad. Like so, really, like I said, I grew up with with two parent household. Everything was cool. Like they they made sure I was good. I worked for everything I had, so I had a work ethic. Was a star basketball player. Went to college, hooped, and um, by the time I got to my sophomore year, I just kind of just start wilding out. We fighting, we partying. I'm selling weed. I'm I'm smoking all the time, drinking. I'm do, just doing some of everything. Um, just to do it, honestly. Is that how you left college, or yeah, that's why you so, got kicked out because of yeah. So what happened? They um, they gave me a couple chances actually too. Like they had called me in one time for uh, shout out. I ain't gonna say his name, but shout out coach because you were real one for this. But <laughs> shouldn't have did it. But appreciate you at the time. But uh, he called me in one time. And he was like, "Hey, we got this drug test." Da da da. He's like, "Just be real with me. You smell like weed right now. Like I, I know you about to fail this." <laughs> so he was like, "You know, what? I'm gonna give you a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a chance, and like get your act together, X, Y, and Z." So I'm like, "All right, bet, cool." Didn't listen. Uh, continued to smoke, and then that affected even my grades. So mm-hmm. it got to the point where we was out of town for a, a tournament, and we had got our grades back. And coach mm-hmm. was checking them, making sure we was all eligible. I'll never forget it. He came to my room. He was like, all right, we didn't caught you smoking weed and, you know, doing what you was doing on campus. But now your grade's so bad, we can't even keep you on the mm-hmm. team. So at that point, he was just like, bro, you might as well go home. Like, we we called you here to hoop. Like, yeah. you obviously not an academic student. So it's like, bro, you ain't doing either one. It's like, bro, you got to go. So, yeah, that's that's what ultimately led. It was a, a combo of everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it was really – it was time for me to just go back home after that, honestly. That. How did your parents feel about – that. About that situation, yeah. my dad was—he was, oh my god, he, he was so upset. <laughs> oh, he was so because he had to come get me from the airport, oh, take me a, back to college, get my stuff. That was a silent car. Oh say. my, yeah, it was. Like, cause my dad, nothing. you know what I'm saying? Because my dad ain't the type he don't yell and all that. That's my mama. Like my mama would have been yelling at me the whole three hour ride. But my dad, we literally just like staring out the window. But that the whole silence time. kills. Like, yeah, because I knew silence like was loud, and then make it so bad. Oh man, I got I gotta say this though. This is this is kind of funny. We laugh about it to this day. So at the time when I was doing what I was doing in the world, mm-hmm. the car that I had, um, we would you know we were smoking it from time to time. Mm-hmm. So that's really what made him upset was because like he had to sit in that, mm-hmm. like so it was like 
it was like, man, like you really was, you was really disrespecting yeah. all of this. Like you had a good thing going, and like we, I'm talking about, we driving back. He coughed, like he is upset. Mm. So it was that that moment right there was just like, dang, like, I really let them down. For sure. And I, from that moment, it was like, how do I get them to be back proud of me? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you know that hurt when they when your parents say like, I ain't even mad, I'm disappointed. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? That's worse than a whooping. Like, I ain't gonna lie. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was how that happened, though, for sure. Do you sure. feel like it was anything? So, you mentioned, like, smoking and stuff. Do you feel mm-hmm. like once you got saved, was there anything hard for you to let go? Like, any, just things you kept yeah. wanting to hold on from yeah, your past? Yeah, yeah, for, for, for sure. Um, you know what was crazy, though? It was like when I first when I first came to God, because of the story of how I came to God, for real, like mm-hmm. the urgency that I had to have because of what happened, it kind of stripped off of me, like right mm-hmm. then. It was like some stuff will try to linger, but the the big sins, as people would call it, you know what I'm saying, the 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 smoking, the drinking, and all that. It was like that. I woke up literally the next day after the encounter that I had with God, and I was good. But I had to. I didn't understand spiritual maintenance, where it's like mm. I thought waking up that next day, oh, I'm good. I'm be good for the rest of my life. Like no, nah, like you got to keep. You got to keep cleaning. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's just like this space that we're in right now. It's clean right now, mm-hmm. but you give it a month without nobody coming in doing maintenance, cleaning it. Mm-hmm. Stuff builds up. Trash yeah. gets left and, you know what yeah. I'm saying, stuff like that. So, yeah. But going back, I forgot, going back to your original question on how did it influence the music. Yeah. See, like, that, the lifestyle that I was living, I seen what was, what had a grip on our generation. Mm-hmm. It was the music. It was the music, and I saw it was the type of beats. It was that drill, like that was when drill from Chicago and Detroit really started to blow up for real. Yeah. So in my head, my plan was like, all right, Christians ain't gonna like this, but I know who I'm trying to get. Yeah. I know who I'm trying. I want to get everybody, but I, I really like my heart is for the souls for real, for real. That's mm-hmm. lost. So I'm like, man, if I could mix this sound with Christian yeah. and put it together, like let's see what happened, and it it took off. That's I love cool. that. I feel like, well, I was going to say, I feel like you got to meet people where they are. For sure. Uh, Sometimes when you try and present yourself to, like, other Christians as this perfect image, they're going to see that and feel like, I can't relate. But Mm -hmm. if they see you and feel like, and they hear your music, even though you're talking about something that's a light, they still can feel more connected to you because it's like, oh, this feels a little bit more familiar. But once they really see, oh, this is the type of stuff that he talks about, Mm -hmm. oh, this is actually good for me. You know, it's like. That's how you're planting a seed in people, you know? Yeah, sure. That's and that's how you convey the message. Because imagine you singing, you know, truth is I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. And, you know, nobody's trying to. Yeah. Our age I get what you're saying. Sure. Receive it. You feel yeah. me? I, I can listen to it, but they may mm-hmm. not receive it. And so what's that message that you send, you know, connecting with those people behind using like, what does demon killer mean? Yeah, man, I'm so glad y'all asked. <laughs> um, I love this question, honestly, because it's it's like. I tell people all the time, every day that you wake up and choose God, mm-hmm. you killed the demon. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that was. Like, last night when we, we had the session that we had at the studio, uh, after we got done with the crazy worship song that came out of it, we just sat there for a minute and just wrote down whatever God was saying to all of us individually. And my manager had said something funny. She was like, man, like, we really just, like, killed demons tonight. Like, mm-hmm. for real, for real. Because we we put mirrors up to ourselves and realize oh, God put mirrors up to us and we figured out what was wrong with how we were living what we were doing some things maybe that we had to get better at so it's like when you following Christ that is you figuratively killing demons like yeah. that's what that is but I just knew what like the terminology would catch people it's shock mm. value yeah. like it, demon kill what is that like you know yeah. what I'm saying so it's, it's shock values yeah. so and then sure. I feel like it makes people think like, hmm, this is different. You know, exactly. nobody really talks about it like that. Yeah. yeah for so sure. what would you say? So walking a life with Christ is not, you know, the easiest. Nah. And sometimes killing demons ain't the easiest not either. At all. So what would you say like for somebody who's battling with something like mm-hmm. temptation or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just it goes back to like h- how bad do you really want this stuff gone? Mm-hmm. Like that's the question. Mm-hmm. Because you could say you want to stop drinking. You could say you want to stop smoking, but like, how bad do you really want it? Because I couldn't, I, my life didn't change until I got sick and tired of living one way. Yeah. So, and it's like, when you're desperate, you'll take a desperate measure. So, like, I know fasting for sure. 
like fasting, people don't like to do it. And it's not just fasting food. You could fast whatever it is that's distracting you in life. Like I check numbers all day. Like I'm on my Spotify, I'm on my Apple, I'm on Instagram. I'm making sure like everything is going what it's going. Maybe I just need to fast that for a couple of days sometime and take that time to spend that with God. Yeah. And some people may be social media. Some people wake up every morning and check social media before they talk to God. Maybe I need to fast social media. And it's showing, it's not, people fast a lot of times. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because people, people will fast a lot of times and they think they're doing it for God. It's for you. Like God don't need you to fast. Like yeah. that ain't making him more powerful. Like no, it's it's building you up. It's showing your flesh that you can say no. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely like I said I would say fasting, watching your ear gate, watching your eye gate and continuously like I said staying prayed up cuz prayer really does work. Like people it's like it's it's like therapy for real. Yes. What do you feel as though is the uh benefits of of the fast what are you doing in that time for yourself as for a prime example you were speaking you're like thank you holy spirit like giving that thanks to god how do you know like this is what message is being sent to me right now yeah it's like when you fast and especially if you do it i don't want to say the right way because there's a lot of times it's a lot of ways to do it but like i went so deep in i had so much stuff that was on me that i had to we call them lock-ins where i literally would like go in the basement for a whole 24 hours no food i think sometimes i even did it with no water Mm. Um, no phone, no music, no sermons, nothing. Just me in a basement and God. So it was like, because you have to learn how to mark the voice of God. Because a lot of people always ask me, like, well, how do you know if it's God speaking? Because it's always three, it's always three different voices. It's God, it's yourself, and it's the devil. So it's like with that, you got to know how to mark it. And the only way you're gonna mark it is this the same way as like playing basketball. The only way you gonna know like. How to hit a certain shot is by keep doing it. And then once you hit that certain shot, it becomes muscle memory. Now you know, okay, when I flick my wrist this way, when I flick it this way, it's going to go left. When I flick it this way, it's right. So it's the same thing. It's like sitting in, sit really sitting in God's presence and just testing it out. Talk to him. And then mm-hmm. sit quiet. A lot of people, when they talk to God, they selfish. And I'm going to say it like, I used to do it. Because they'll talk to God and they'll say, God, can I get this? God, can I get this? God, thank you for this, but also I need this. And then they leave. Yeah. Prayer is a conversation. Like, how would y'all feel if I came in here and was just like, hey, what's going on? I got this song with the cray dropping and da 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 da, XYZ. All right, appreciate y'all. We out. Didn't that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that, like, and didn't give y'all a chance to say nothing. Like, yeah. that's disrespectful. Yeah. So it's like, prayer is a conversation. So pray and then sit. Like, people so afraid of the word meditation because it sounds demonic and XYZ, but that's what that is. Mm-hmm. You're sitting and you, you waiting on God to say something back. And sometimes maybe He won't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's an answer. Mm. See now I'm going somewhere yeah. because oh, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like sometimes you'll pray and ask God for something, and then you won't hear nothing. And it's like okay, cool. I get what you're saying. Like yeah. maybe maybe sit still. Yeah. The last three weeks, and I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but y'all, no, it's like going. yeah, like the last three weeks when I was depressed about like just where I'm supposed to go and all this. So like Brina, I tell you, I was forcing myself to record because that's not like me to not be able to rap. Like I could wake up at five in the morning and spit something. It's just come natural. I couldn't write, well, I don't write, period, but I couldn't record anything for the last three weeks. And I kept wondering why. And then so I finally just sat down. I would ask God, like, all right, am I supposed to make this song? Nothing. Okay. All right, maybe I just need to sit down and just get quiet and figure out what's going on. And then now, because of that, that time that I spent with him, because I marked his voice, now he, like, he gave me the direction where to go in my next phase in my in my music. Like the next sound of stuff that y'all hear from me is gonna sound like nothing that y'all heard before. Like no exaggeration. But it's because I sat and I didn't allow the fans to get to me what I think the fans want, what I think my parents want, what I think I want. It's what God wants because God knows what's to come next. So mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. That's very true. Like I would say um that's I like what you were saying about hearing God's voice and needing to meditate because it's like people will say, oh, I'm not hearing from God, but every time you get in the car, you listen to music. When you get mm-hmm. home, you watch Netflix. Yep. When you wake up, you go straight to work. It's like you're and not you're giving, yeah, you're not giving God any space to even talk to you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's what I had to realize for myself because I remember sometimes I, I used to even talk to God and it used to feel like, is God even listening to me? But sometimes you have to have that faith. Like, no, he's here right next to me, listening to me. Yep. And then he may not be answering me right now, but in due time, he's going to answer. Yep. And it may not be how I thought it was, but he's going to answer, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes, really quick too, sometimes God will give confirmation through other people. 
out of the mouth of two or three is confirmed. Mm-hmm. So it's like last night, um, some, one of the people that was in the studio with us, when we got done with the session we had, God just started speaking through me. And I spoke to this person and said, well, God is saying right now to you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the person showed me their phone and was like, bro, I literally just wrote this down. Wow. wow. So it was like, if this person was battling in their head, man, maybe this ain't God. Well, now you know it is because mm-hmm. somebody who don't know what you're going through, I wasn't watching you write it down, yeah. spoke, and it wasn't me. It was through the it was the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, a lot of times, like, sometimes God may not say something to you, but you'll see signs. Some people see in license plates. Like, my manager, she sees a lot of things and get confirmed a lot of things in license plates. Like, cool. like it's, I'm telling you, it's so, yeah. many different, it's so many different ways. You just have to be, like, your spirit just has to be open towards it. Yeah, nah, definitely. Um, I had two questions. So mm-hmm. the first one is what is your I guess your process like when you're in sessions? Mm-hmm. Um like how what is the Holy Spirit's involvement in that? Yeah. Like how do you get into that creative flow? And then the second thing I wanted to ask after that was what has God shown you like is the vision for as far as like long term? Yeah. What do you where do you see what you're doing like 5 years from now, 10 years from now? Perfect. Um, Perfect. So yeah. So the first question about my, my process um I don't write so, like, mm-hmm. I haven't wrote since probably Deeper Than Rap, honestly. Yeah. Like, I got them lyrics still on my phone. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll go in the studio, and I'll pray first. Like, no matter who's in the studio, we all, I don't care what background you come from, whatever. If you got to leave, then leave. But we about to pray. Yeah. So, you set the atmosphere, because no matter who you are, you have the power to change your atmosphere. Yeah. So, we go and make sure that the atmosphere is conducive for God to move. And then from there, I'll kind of sit and figure out what beats I want to use. So it's crazy because the Holy Spirit just be changing stuff up. Like last night, we were driving to the studio, and I'm telling them, like, bro, I'm about to get on some Detroit beats. I ain't did it in a minute. Like, mm-hmm. I'm about to just start talking crazy tonight. Like, we're going to be on that. <laughs> so they're like, all right, bet. We get there. We hype. We turn. Like, so we we start working on a Detroit song, and I'm just freestyling. I'm just going. I'm just going. And we got halfway through it. And they'd tell you, the song was cold. Like, some of the bars and everything was, like, crazy. But some just kept pulling on me, like, nah, scrap this. So we scrapped it, did another one, got halfway through it, ah, project, scrap it. And I sat quiet, and I looked at my producer project, and I'm like, bro, I feel like this is one of them sessions where, like, God really about to show up. Yeah. So he was like, all right. And it's good that he's tapped in with the Spirit, too, because as soon as I said that, he played this beat, and it was like worship. I'm going to play this for y'all when we get off air. Like, the the song had so much anointing on it. It was, yeah. it was almost no drums, no nothing. It was just worship. Mm-hmm. So I sat with it. Literally put something over my head and blacked out and just f- pretty wow. much freestyle at nine. It's nine minutes, y'all. Wow. I thought I was singing for three. Like she'll tell you. Like we all just kind of the Holy Spirit hit the room and it just turned into a spontaneous worship. I so that's the process. Like you can't tell me go in the studio and make a drill song. Like no, I have to. I have to feel something. Like I gotta. That's what I gotta God be led. Is telling you to do exactly. Yeah. And that you know that may rub people some wrong ways. That's why some engineers. My, it might be hard for me to work with some engineers, yeah, but yeah. you got to be able to just go with the flow. Right. Um, and this, this second. Yeah, you yeah. can't make like trendy music exactly. or like trying to make a TikTok sound. Exactly. Because I'm going to be honest, that's that, that we used to think about that too. Like, bro, we we would have been made it if, you know what I'm saying, we just make this certain type of song. Or, TikTok. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? All that little hip stuff y'all be doing. Like, you feel me? Like, bro, we'd have had so many thoughts like that. Like, bro, let's just go to the studio and do something trendy so we can go viral. But it's not authentic. Yeah. And people want to feel something. Like the worship album I dropped, Resurrection, the reason that that album did better than any other project I ever did was because that was the most authentic I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And people could feel it. Like yeah. people felt the raw emotion. Um, but the, the second question that you had asked about the five years from now, where do I see myself? I'm going to be honest. Like, God, the, the music that I'm tapping into, it's a totally different genre. It's not Christian rap. It's not worship. It's not rap. It's like project calls it throne room music mm-hmm. so that'll just give y'all like a kind of like an idea of what it. it is like you really feel like you in god's presence it's like a twist of alternative rock rap i mean it, it's everything in one mm, um so yeah it's crazy so god kind of has put been pushing me there to kind of start this we already kind of started the demon killer rap or the christian drill yeah. but it's like no nah, let's let's do this now let's do this yeah. so that's gonna take take off and go wherever it's go, yeah. going. But as far as like business-wise and career-wise, I really, I definitely see myself like having my own label for real, for mm-hmm. real, and being able to help out other people that's like me. Uh, I prayerfully, prayerfully married, prayerfully maybe a child or something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of kind of lonely out here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But, um, but no, de- definitely that. But just being able to help people. 
Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Like, I know I know my growth is going to be there. I know my followers are going to continue to shoot up. I know my music is going to continue to pay. But, like, did I help people? Mm. Like, that's something I said in the song last night. Like, I pray this every night. Like, did I live the right life? Like, did I did I bring people to your light? Yeah. That, that's the question that I, I, I want to be able to look back on my career and say, no, nah, I did that. Like, yes. I, I did I did this the right way. I that's love hard. that. Um, yeah. I was what I was gonna say was what I love about what you said as far as um about the throne room music. Mm. I feel like God will literally give you your own lane. Yeah. Um like when you really tap into God, um that was one thing I uh, I'm really grateful that I, I learned when I got saved was before then I used to think that I had to um since I'm a designer, I used to think, Oh, I have to create the same stuff as everybody else yeah. or I have to do what's trendy. Um, I didn't even think I was able to come up with new ideas. I felt like everything has already been done under the yeah. sun. But then once I got saved, God immediately showed me, No, I actually have created my own lane mm-hmm. for you. Yep. I will give you ideas of things that haven't been done yet. I will show you things that haven't been seen yet. And yep. so that's that's what you made me think of when you talked about that but i think that's super super dope yeah yeah because like we had a conversation last night at the studio and it's like i told them i'm like bro we we have to get out of this stigma of like let's be the christian version of this yes. you know what i'm saying yes. like I, I, i'm gonna be honest i'm so that's tired so of that good. like yeah, yeah. you don't need people to come to listen to you and they're like oh i think of this person no, you're listening to EKG Kai. yeah because that's not even being set apart yeah. you're right. literally being you're a them. copy of something that's just the clean version exactly yeah. right so I will say, I I feel like both sides of that because yeah. sometimes I'll hear a good secular sure. song, but I can't listen to it. But if somebody makes a Christian version, it's like, okay, you know, I can yeah. listen to it. Yeah. But then I look at it on the other side and I'm like, okay, so we know the enemy replic- replicates or duplicates mm-hmm. what God does. And it's kind of like, why are we copying secular people when God gave us yeah. our own lane, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's, it, I feel like it's all about intention, though. Everything yeah, you do in life true. is about your intention. It's like your mindset behind it. So, like, for me, when I made Christian drill music, I wasn't trying to sound like Lil Durk yeah. or King Von. Mm-hmm. And when I do my Detroit beats, I'm not trying to sound like a T Grizzly or a Sada mm-hmm. Baby or Peasy or whoever it is. Big it's Sean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Sean. But, but, yeah, it's like we're not we, – like, my intention going into Christian drill music, for example, I didn't sit down and hear that beat and be like – Oh, I'm about to let me go listen to Vaughn real quick. Let me go listen to Dirt. Okay, how did they? Nah, it just happened. It was organic. Yeah. My thing, what I don't like, because I've I've literally witnessed this where I'm in a studio with somebody and they like, man, I want this to sound like so and so, or I need, or they'll hear a song and they like, oh, let's do the flip side of, nah, bro, yeah. like do something that ain't nobody done. Right. And it's like, like I said, now, because even when I every Detroit beat I get on, every trap beat is, it almost has to sound like something you've heard yeah. before. But what we've been tapping into lately, I'm telling y'all, like, I I personally can't pinpoint anybody who sounds like this. That's mm. good. That's yeah. And that's no, how I know it's just for me. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that comes with having your own time with God. Like, when you spend mm-hmm. that secret time with God, mm-hmm. he'll show up for you in the world yeah. or what in what you do but it's like if you're not spending that own relationship relationship time with him then it's like he can't show up for you because you're not going to be able to hear his voice exactly you know? exactly yeah, sure. and i was going to say the person that you referenced saying they say oh i want to sound just like this person i feel like when you're in those type of situations you probably have like low faith in those moments mm-hmm. because like i said you're trying to create what's already been created yep. instead of having the faith that God can give you um, your own vision, your own creative vision. Just how I talked about earlier before the interview started, if God created so many different variations of plants and flowers and trees, skin colors, uh, fish in the sea, yeah. all of this stuff, yeah. literally there, and, and think about it this way, there's so many things in the ocean and so many even different types of animals that still haven't been discovered exactly. yet, which means yeah. there are probably so many ideas that God has created yep. that haven't even come to light yet. So 
Don't feel like, oh, well, in order for me to get all these people, I need to sound just like this person. Literally, God is going to give you a vision that is going to bring the people to you. You don't have exactly. to do what everybody else is doing. Sure. I even believe that with, you know, amongst us, our team, mm-hmm. you know, we, with our own personal brands, mm-hmm. um, Jada with Jael, me with my graphic design business, where team made it. Yanni will wise label her Christian shooter brand mm-hmm. and even just the podcast together. We're always thinking, what can we do differently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not doing what somebody else has already done. You know, you can take some of that in order to be inspired, yeah. but don't mimic it because, yeah. you know, um, something that Yanni has taught me is like thoughts are abundant. Yeah. Yes. So you're going to have endless thoughts of different things. If you're just doing a bare so minimum true. of what somebody else is thinking, yeah. you're not going to get any, you, you're not going to receive the blessing because mm-hmm. that was somebody else's blessing. Exactly. That's not your yeah, blessing. Yeah. Sure. So you're trying to receive the same blessing or outcome when somebody else already received that. And that's yeah. not for your, your lane or that's not what's set out on your life. And yeah. that even goes back to being silent. When you're quiet enough to listen to what God is telling you, yeah. then you can really hear, all right, this is what I want you to do. This is where I want to guide you into yeah. the next season or, or chapter during your life you yeah. feel me and yeah. so that even brings me to the next question of how you talked about uh resurrection mm-hmm. previously before we started you said that was a whole different sound compared to what you usually make mm-hmm. and you know with what you usually make you would get a lot of critics saying oh <laughs> you know with the sound and stuff yeah, yeah. so what's the difference between well who was kai when he made Save Not Soft mm-hmm. in September yeah. of 2021 yeah. and when he made resurrection this year in June <laughs> Man, I'm coming back, bro. I'm coming back. You know, uh, man, that's hey, bro. Hey, you, yeah, you, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all called to do this for real. But uh, no, that's a great question because that's literally what me and my team been talking about this since we've been down here. Because yeah. the next album, I don't want, I can't give y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all off, off camera, but mm-hmm. um, even the name of this next album is kind of like an answer to that question that you just asked mm-hmm. but in 2021 when i did save not soft it was like i'm gonna be honest some of it was pride like mm-hmm. it was like okay i gotta make it so i'm about mm-hmm. to show them i'm gonna do everything in my power i'm about to show everybody i can out anybody whether you like my what i'm saying or not I, and it's also pride because it's like i don't care what y'all say this, this, this i know god told me to do this like this is in my head like I don't care what, what critic got to say, da, 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 da. I'm not listening to nobody. It's just, this is how I feel. This is what God is telling me to do, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it was it was some of that. It was just, and then, too, like, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into, like, for real, with, with the yeah. space. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking that everybody about to accept me and bring me in. I'm working with Zanti now, and I'm da-da-da-da. And it was totally different. So I went through a lot of pain, like a lot of pain right after that tape dropped. Mm-hmm. I thought that was about to just take me to a whole nother level. I'm about to be happy. No, like that put me in a, a place of isolation. I got hurt really, really bad by people, mm-hmm. uh, all type of stuff. But fast forward to resurrection. That's really what this was. I died to myself so many times mm-hmm. working on that project yeah. because when I first started with Save Not Soft, it was mostly Detroit beats. Yeah. So it was like, this is who I am. I'm from Detroit. I'm a stand on business. I'm a put on for the city. And then God started shifting me in a different direction. And it was like, why is everything that I'm working on sound like worship? I'm not a singer per se. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a rapper in my head is what I'm saying. And, it, and then on top of that too, I didn't think my fans was going to go with it. So I'm like, oh, bro, they, they, this is about to flop. Like, yeah. this, we going triple plastic with this one. Like, <laughs> for real. Like, I, I, me and my manager would be having arguments. Like, I would wake up in the morning and be like, bro, I'm not dropping it. Like, we're not doing this. So I got to, you know, whatever. But I literally had to die because it was, it was called diary at first mm-hmm. because it was really just me talking to God. And then God said, no, resurrection, because you literally died to yourself. With you, you died to your pride. Because I had to put my pride down because, like I said, I didn't know what was going to happen. So that's what it was. It was me dying to myself and then coming back on the other side with a brand new outlook on life, uh, a brand new outlet uh, outlook on who I am, who other people are. People show me their true colors during this during this process, good and bad. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really what it was. It was literally my resurrection. And now it's taking me to even my next project, like 
Oh, I can't. Resurrection is definitely yeah. my favorite song. Nah. That yeah, title, yeah, yeah. album title track. Yeah, that's yes. my favorite song. And so, with that being said, you know, as an artist, mm. a Christian artist at that, you're gonna begin to grow. You're gonna begin to have a platform and all of that stuff. And even like just your appearance, like you know, yeah. you can see like what you wear and stuff. Mm. How do you know not to? Well, how do you mean on track of not living in vanity, not yeah. leading people yeah. to the wrong say. thing, or not getting caught up in industry antics and? Po- politics and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, most definitely. It's like, I tell people too, like a lot of people, I was talking to somebody last night and it's like a lot of people put this type of stuff on to impress other people. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm gonna be honest, like I said, if y'all look at like Detroit history and stuff, this is just what we like. Which I do. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? This is just what we yeah. do. Like since a kid, I wouldn't want to change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, this is literally just what we do. I'm, I'm surprised I ain't got my Cartier's on me. It's, it, <laughs> it's like, we just got certain staples, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's just like being from there, it's just, this is just who we are. So I don't, I try not to get caught up in, in the, this stuff. Cause this stuff can leave. Like, sure. like th- this stuff don't really mean nothing for real. I could throw this away and never see it again. But mm-hmm. the souls that we winning, like, that's what matters. That's what I continue to keep in my mind. God will continue to remind me whenever I feel doubt or whenever I do slip into pride It's Hey, why did you start doing this? Mm-hmm. And the answer always comes back to I want to help people. Yeah. So the chain and the stuff, this just add to it because I'm showing people who you used to want to chain and like for us growing up, we wanted this type of stuff and we thought the only way you can get it was trap. Yeah. Like we, we thought you had to be on a block. So yeah. it's like or being a secular rapper or being an athlete. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, nah, I'm a, I'm gonna show this to y'all and show y'all like this ain't no drug money. Yeah. Like we we this is all everything hundred percent legal. God mm-hmm. gave us this type of stuff, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, that's that's just what it is. And like I said, having people around you that keep you humble. Like my homeboys, Von Lee, all of them, like matter, matter of fact, before I got in here, I posted a picture sitting in the uh the Tesla that we got outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. He the first one coming talking about how you bigger than the car. Like he like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, like you gotta keep homies around that's gonna keep you humble, bro. Yeah, like that we got sure. the Lecrae feature and they was like, hey, that's fire. But you still can't rap better than me. Like and we just you know what I'm saying? Like they they gonna make sure that that my head ain't getting too big. They just they gonna always let me know, bro, you still just caught us, bro. Like yeah, we, we just good. we we homeboys. You feel yeah, me? So, definitely. Yeah. I love that. I don't know if you it's, might be oh, go oh ahead. well it's so much stuff I wanted other stuff yeah. I wanted to ask, but I yeah. know we gotta wrap up. I wanna so ask one wanna, last okay. question. Mm-hmm. So how did I just can't go back? I can't go back. No cap, yeah. How did that come about? That song is hard. Man, me and Alex got history, bro. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, that's my guy though. That's my guy. Like it was um it all started with really a miscommunication mm-hmm. like i was at a cra- it's crazy how the enemy worked too because mm-hmm. he didn't even know this but i was thinking about quitting rap at the time mm-hmm. um i was at a very bad place and then we had had like a miscommunication some stuff had got put on instagram people took some stuff out of context and it just really went left so we ended up doing the art so we kind of came back together, things was squashed, and then he had just hit me up one day randomly and was just like, bro, we gotta do a song together. Mm. So I'm just like, shoot, I, let's do it. Like, let's yeah. work. Like, I, I've always loved his music. You know, he's always admired mine. So it's just like, bro, we we gotta do something. So he sent me, did he send me the beat? And the, yeah, he sent me the whole joint, like done well, mm-hmm. when he came to my phone. So when I played it and I heard the hook, I'm like, yeah, bro, this is, <laughs> this is crazy. Like I, I sent it to some of my people like, bro, I got a snap on this. Like this gotta be a statement song. Mm-hmm. And I recorded that in probably like 10 minutes. All literally right. like as soon as i heard the beat i'm like yeah this is how i'm coming and then it was like no pun intended but <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and then even some of the bars I, y'all gotta forgive me i don't write so i don't be remembering my lyrics but it was one of the lines that i said like um this is my brother in christ you, this in our feet. you know what i'm saying like like why y'all want us to beef like you feel me like because it was like i said it was it was that was this was the song that was kind of showing people like i know it's a lot of um, a division in Christian rap and in the Christian spaces in general, but it's like, bro, if two of arguably two of the bigger voices in Christian rap can mm-hmm. have whatever we had going on and then come back together, together publicly. Yeah. And it wasn't fake either. Like yeah. that was when we was on FaceTime with each other, like that was real. Like we really hyped. Like this was a dope moment for us. You know what I'm saying? We'll never forget that. That's, That's hard. Super dope. Yeah. yeah, for um, sure. So to end things off, uh, what is one question that you wish we would have asked you that we didn't? 
Ooh, I don't know. Y'all really, y'all, y'all dug into it. Um, man, one question I do always get that y'all didn't ask. I, I really don't. I ain't tripping that y'all ain't asked me though. But it's always about like love. Something about like love life, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. How's I get that? that a lot? I was gonna bring that up. Or we we do have a. I was thinking yeah, in the okay. segment. Yeah. If you want to talk about it. No, I mean, yeah, man, it's, it's yeah. whatever, bro. So, yeah, just to end it all. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm still. I'm. You know, what I'm saying. I'm just just taking my time, and you know, what I'm saying with with the Lord, and uh, you know, right now I am married to married to God in my craft, but yeah. you know, what I'm sure. saying I'm I'm definitely. Like I said, just just keep my eyes open and 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 you know paying attention to certain things. You know if y'all can catch with that, <laughs> that you know what I'm saying. But yeah, um, what's another question? Y'all, I ain't gonna lie, y'all did y'all thing like okay. some of the, yeah, yeah. y'all did y'all thing. I was shocked for sure. Y'all really did y'all thing for real, for real. Y'all actually really. Yeah, because a lot of <laughs> interviews, bro, I'm going to be honest, some people don't even be knowing, like, the first thing about me. And mm-hmm. they be asking questions where it's like, all right, now, nah, if you would have just What's looked at my Instagram. <laughs> bro, like, it'd be the most random stuff. And then some stuff be, like, obvious. Like, bro, if you would have just went to my page, you yeah, would have yeah. saw that. Like, you ain't even go to my Instagram. So, yeah. no, nah, I man, I appreciate y'all. This was dope. This was dope you, for really appreciate it. Let Thank them know you. what project is coming soon, you know, where they where can find, find you, you, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Yeah, I think, yeah, by the time this come out, the song will be out. So, y'all go stream back home, myself. Featuring Lecrae, um, that's gonna be that song is crazy, 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 crazy. Um, and then I do have a tape dropping. Um, I can't say when, but if y'all go pay attention to the last music video I dropped, the five music video, the skit at the end. If y'all really pay attention, I put the date in the skit. So mm. yeah, the date. That's creative. That's creative. I told you, I, I direct. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> yeah. like that. So yeah, I put the date in the last skit. So if y'all want to know when the actual tape is dropping. It's a it's an Easter egg in there, and I can't give y'all the name of the tape yet. That's gonna come soon. We gonna we gonna yeah yeah, but okay. yeah, it's coming soon for a lot sure. Of great stuff. And you can follow us at Growing Pains Pod. You'll see all our individual pages on there. You can listen to us on Apple Pod, Spotify, all that good stuff. And text yeah. us, text yeah. us, yeah, get we all of this we got coming, coming up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. You know, tapping with DKG Kai. He got some great things going Definitely. on. Definitely. And we appreciate y'all. We're gonna see y'all. Let's. Get it, we out. Bye, y'all. See ya. All right, my next two contestants. This is crazy. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) I gotta start practicing my painting ability for real. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.